Welcome back to the Where the Bear podcast right here on your home for the Golden Grizzlies podcast on the Golden Grizzlies iTunes page. All you got to do, go to iTunes, search Golden Grizzlies, click subscribe, and you are ready to go to the Where the Bear podcast. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. With me today, a special volleyball edition of the Where the Bear podcast. The head coach, as always, Rob Beam, is here in the Evans Law Group Studios, Jordan Lentz. Uh, also joining us here today to give us that player's perspective. And first, Jordan, your your first edition of the Wear the Bear podcast. You fired up? You excited? You scared? You nervous? W- which is it? I'm excited. You're excited? Yes. Okay. Wait, one word. That's all we – Robbie, <laughs> you nervous? You scared? You're excited? Wait, where do you stand? I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell, yeah. Real fired up. But appreciate you guys joining us here today. And uh, – before we get into specifics, Jordan, I'm glad we get a chance to catch up with you. Uh, a 37-assist effort against Towson State, a decision that didn't go your guys' way in, in a thrilling five-set match. But uh, very excited to catch up with you. But, Rob, we'll, we'll start with you as you guys close the book on, on the pre-conference slate in your schedule. You guys will get things fired up in Horizon League play. You'll be traveling to Green Bay and Milwaukee coming up September 22nd and 23rd. Uh, now we play for keeps, Rob. Yeah, you know the 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 pre the tournament schedule, the pre conference schedule, <clears throat> you know, was a really tough one. We had a lot of uh, close matches, a lot of things that were just you know near wins or or near opportunities that we needed to learn how to take advantage of. But that's part of why you play them. So um, I really like our team. I think we've got a, a great upside as we build forward. You know, try to get. Uh, even better with the personnel we have right now. We get a few bodies that are a little more healthy and, and try to be you know really really fit and, and as together as we're going to be and we get into the second half of the conference season. If that, that goal happens, I think we're going to be really good. Jordan, from a player's perspective now, as you guys do, do you guys do that? Do you kind of recalibrate, fire the engines back up, knowing that from the rest of the way in, you, you guys are doing that. You are playing for keeps. Yeah, I think that when Horizon League starts, it's a whole new energy because you're going into – a match where every single time you play you've got to try and keep your record or even go up in the standings of the Horizon League. So every match is important and we get a whole new energy. This is like a whole new start to a season. Jordan, it's funny because those are some of the buzzwords that that I hear around the sport of volleyball all the time. And it is a sport of emotion. It is a sport of energy. How do you guys deal with with the emotional swings that happen in volleyball? Because one minute you're on a seven zero run, the next minute the opponent answers. As a player, how how do you deal with those swings as the game goes back and forth? I think the biggest thing is to just try and stay with a even like attitude out there. If you get too high or too low, then that's when the trouble will start to happen. But if you keep even and just keep the energy high at all times, it's the best way to keep the momentum on your side. Rob, speaking about that from a coaching perspective, you try to mitigate that. You try to control that through the timeout, through through the sets that you call, through the, the plays that you run and, and all those types of things. How challenging is it for you? I mean, obviously you have to stay in the match, but you have to take the environment into into account, everything that's going on. I mean, it, there's a lot going on out there. Yeah, you know, I think one of the most interesting things about volleyball is it's way more complicated than people think. Right. Um, you know, the nature of rotation and your front row is going to be set, you know, for this, this rally and this play, and then it's going to change and then it's going to change. You know, it's not like football where you have personnel packages. You know, there's down a distance, but, you know, you, you can kind of get your best player the ball no matter when you want to. Mm-hmm. And in basketball, you really only need LeBron James if you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then you need four other guys in a jersey. You know, and, <laughs> and 
volleyball is not really built that way. Like it's built to be a, a more balanced game, um, maybe more similar to soccer where you know an opponent can really do a lot of things to kind of take out one or two players. So what you really need is a good balanced team. Um, and you know, with Jordan being here, the biggest thing for a setter uh, in partnership with the, you know our coaches on the sideline is the way to mitigate rallies by the opponent is to have good serve reception and then her making good decisions with the the first side out ball because if you side out it's very hard for the opponent to get any momentum um we've seen that already you know our match with Towson that you mentioned that you go back and watch sets three and four we're siding out this really high rate and and they can't do anything because we're passing the ball Jordan's making a great choice delivering a really hittable ball and then we're killing it and it it takes away all of the energy and it takes all the steam out of a team if you side out really well. And then we get to the part of the game that we're actually really good at, which is blocking and defense, and we put a lot of pressure on teams. So if we side out, we're really good. Um, you know, the Ohio State match where we won like 25-13, like you know, in, in that four-set really close match is the same way. Like if we're siding out, we're really good. And that's the, the biggest way to take out momentum, whether you're home or away, is to side out. Jordan, looking at you and the stat line that you put up already this season, very impressive stats, almost at double digits per set, 449 assists to be. I know you're counting, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, 449 to be exact. But your role is one that's amazing to me in sports. And I always try to people. I, I talk, they ask what I do. We get to discussions. I tell them that I call volleyball on ESPN three, and they say, "What's that like?" And I get a lot of questions about the game of volleyball, so I always try to relate it. To, to more of the quote-unquote more mainstream sports out there. And, and Jordan, your role is one that, that I always bring up because I say Jordan Lentz is essentially the straw that stirs the drink. She's the point guard of basketball. She's a quarterback in football. Everything goes through you. Now, you're a redshirt sophomore. I mean, you're a young mm -hmm. player. That's a ton of responsibility. As Coach Beam just talked about, everything goes through you. How do you deal with that being a younger player and, and how do you merge that with leadership role on the court? I think that I'm used to this role. I've always been a setter. So it's something that I just kind of grew into as I got older. And I don't really look at it as pressure. I really like being the one that's in charge of the plays and I work with the coaches a lot, especially on side out like Rob was saying. So I get a lot of feedback from them which helps like calm the nerves when we're in tight situations like that. But I've got great relationships with the girls on my team. I don't feel like a younger player. And being a redshirt sophomore and freshman last year helped because I kind of saw how everything worked with Sierra when she was setting, and I was able to see Claire help with the calls and watch how she played, and then it was just less pressure for me because I felt like I saw how everything worked. And now as a sophomore, I'm just excited to be out there again and help running the team. And that's a role, and obviously it's a role that's important in, in with any volleyball team, but especially here at Oakland as you go back through the lineage of, of setters that, that have come through here. There's been some huge numbers that have been put up. There's been some great ones that have done it here at Oakland. When you made your decision to come here to Oakland, is that something that you took into account, knowing what your role is? You could say, I, I could come here and be really an integral part of, of the offense here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, coming here was partly because – of the fact that Sarah, I would be a setter as a sophomore and I knew that that would be me running the team when I was a sophomore. Um, and then there's just great coaching. So I knew that my game would be taken to the next level and redshirting was, I think a great decision. 
and it just helped me get even more comfortable with the system because everywhere you go, there's a completely different way of setting in a different right. system. So it took a long time to get to the tempo and the speed that they want to run it, especially coming to a Division One program. It's so much faster, and being a setter, you have to be able to get that ball out of your hands really fast to make the system work how he wants it to run. Yeah, it's it's funny because when I have those conversations and, and I talk about broadcasting volleyball and things like that, I, I can never – Rob, I can never get the speed across to them. They, you know, the, the the mainstream sports fan has doesn't I think have a true appreciation for the speed. I mean, this is the fastest game that I call. Having done games in the NBA and and games at the highest level of sports, it's not it's not even close. I mean, I've done arena soccer, done hockey, all that type of stuff. It's not even close. The speed in volleyball is is ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, you know, and, and athletes are you know this is the number one sport for girls at the high school level. And it's the it's the fastest growing. It's the largest participation. And what that means is, you know, Jordan is still relatively tall among Division One setters, at like six one and a half, and she's really athletic and she can do a lot of things physically with the ball. But there are way more Jordans than there were ten years ago playing, just because the the the, the percentage of girls that are playing volleyball has gone up, and the participation numbers, and they start earlier. And so the level of sophistication, the amount of coaching and the, the volleyball skill that they bring in to our team and every team across the country has gone up. And really what that's done is it's made, you know, a team from the, the number one ranked team in the coaches poll or the number one team in Pablo or RPI and the, you know, the bottom 340 team, they're way closer together than they used to be. Right. And that's especially true in the middle where, you know, anybody from about the 40 to about 160 there's virtually no difference on any single game day between the personnel that they have, the sophistication of the offense. It might vary like what they want to run by personnel, but there's no difference. And the biggest thing that's happened is it's gotten way faster to, to your point about calling a game, you know, and the essential nature of our sport is there's no possession. It's just rebound and control. So it's by default fast. And then when you get taller, more physically gifted athletes, and we've got five players that touch over 10 feet on our team, um, that play that are on the floor. And so, I mean, basically it's like a slam dunk contest happening, you know, at sprint speed all the time. And it's, it's great to watch. It's hard to call it, you know, the, the, fa- the busiest person in all of uh, college sports really is the, the person doing the, the stat score, coding you know, right? <laughs> the, for, you know, on the sideline, you know, like you think your Jordan's busy, you know, he's touching the keys like a pianist over yeah. there trying to keep up with the speed and, you know, and, Ask any SID who's ever tried to do it. It's like doing that volleyball compared to a baseball game. You know, like you could take a nap and, you know, come back a half hour later and catch up with baseball. You take one second off in volleyball, you've missed seven things. <laughs> right, you know, absolutely. So, Shout out to Jeremiah Fick, who does yeah, who does it yeah, here at Oakland. Yeah. Mad props to Jeremiah Fick. <laughs> but the, you know, like that, and that's what makes it fun. And, and I think on, you know, we try to bias it towards speed and we want to play faster and Jordan's gotten even better at running it faster this year and we have athletes that are better at hitting it faster and we have passers who are better at getting the ball to her and we got diggers that are better at extending rallies and you know puts a lot of pressure on an opponent blocking scheme and their defense and you see it in the the attacking numbers. Jordan what about volleyball Uh, talking to to Rob's point about the proliferation of of volleyball uh, amongst youth here in America what was it about volleyball that, that maybe kept you away from basketball or track or, or, or another sport? Um, I actually played basketball in middle school, and then I switched to only playing volleyball throughout high school. 
And I think it's just, it's such a fun team sport and there's just a constant energy and you just build such great relationships and volleyball is just such a fun sport because you're constantly involved in the game. And like Rob was saying, there can't be just one stud out there because you can't do it all. So I think that's what drew me to volleyball is that I wanted to be a setter, but it was just so fun to work with passers and hitters at the same time. And you all work together to get the point. You're listening to the Where the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. All you got to do, go to the Golden Grizzlies podcast page, search Golden Grizzlies, click subscribe, and you're in there. Also, a big shout-out to everyone listening on the Golden Grizzlies SoundCloud page as well. Jordan Lentz, Rob Beam joining us here today, a volleyball edition of the Where the Bear podcast. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. So, Rob, you guys get things going, as we talked a little bit about in the beginning. You guys get things going for quote-unquote real now. You're going to be playing for keeps with the Horizon League. Out of the gates, you guys travel to Green Bay, travel to Milwaukee, and then you're home for four matches. A lot of volleyball to be played in, in a very short amount of time coming up. What about the psychology of it? And look, let's be honest, the, the Green Bay-Milwaukee trip in all sports it seems to be the toughest one. It's the furthest trip, blah, 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 you know, all, all the reasons that are there. From a pure schedule perspective, is that something, would you like, do you like getting the first trip out of the way have that being the longest trip and then it's in the rear view mirror how, how does that work or uh, but i know you got to play them all at some point but humor me here okay Neil, you're gonna you're gonna want a hot sports take but i mean the reality is we're gonna play whoever the horizon league schedules to play and if it's first it's an advantage and if it's last it's an advantage and that's how it's gonna be like you know i guess if you want like a you know that I mean that's sort of the truth is because like our players need and our coaches we're going to be ready and we're going to prepare and we need to play whoever we have on Friday and we got to play them and then we're going to play on Saturday and we're going to do that and then we're going to do the next thing um if there's any advantage in doing the long trip now it ha- really has to do with academics which is we haven't hit uh heavy workloads they're getting kind of some ramping up of things they may be some some tests and quizzes there might be a, you know some reading and some background work that's going on you know maybe the best thing about doing the the, the green bay trip is it's not during midterms you know where you're missing you know four four days or three and a half days um academically for the student athlete but other than that i don't know that there's been any big disadvantage or advantage of when you do it you know so uh, i think the you know the biggest thing is both green bay and milwaukee are really good and sure. I think you know. I think you play them in the first week or the ninth week of the Horizon League season. It doesn't matter because they're both really good, and we got to be ready to go. Absolutely, Jordan. I, I'm always amazed because I seem to get the answer along the same line. So I'll pose it to you. I guess I'll, I'll spike the Kool Aid a little bit for you. But I, my response that I always get when I ask student athletes about the schedule, they don't know very much about it. They just they know who they're playing next. They know where they're going on the road trip. And almost to a player, when I ask them about it, they don't they don't know who they're playing next week. Do you, do you find that to be the case as well? Yeah, I do. I think that, <clears throat> you know, we prepare so hard in the week for the matches to come for the weekend. We watch film. We do scouting reports. And I think that that's the biggest thing with especially being on the team and playing out there. It's just you got to focus on each game as it comes. And so this week all our only focus has been on Green Bay and Milwaukee. And then the next week we'll shift gears and focus on the next opponents. Absolutely. So on the road at Green Bay and Milwaukee, September 22nd and 23rd, they will swing that around, come back to the arena on September 29th against Wright State. 
and then back that up the very next day, September 30th, Northern Kentucky rolls into town. Both those matches at the arena will be available on ESPN3, and we'd love to see you out there as well to support the volleyball team. Jordan, I appreciate it. See, it wasn't so bad, was it? No, it was fun. I, I was very easy to deal with, wasn't yes. it? Even Rob was easy to easy to deal with. Just saying something. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad I didn't have to say it, Rob. I'm glad that you <laughs> said it for me. But, uh, Coach, certainly do appreciate your time as always, and a big thank you to everybody listening out there. Make sure that you subscribe to the Golden Grizzlies podcast on the iTunes podcast page as well. Just go to the search bar, search Golden Grizzlies, click subscribe, and you are in there for Jordan Lentz. For the volleyball coach, Rob B., my name is Neil Rule. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Wear the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Well, see you later.